So Goku gets sent on another fool's errand to this like winter mountain to get yep. this to get some snow that can like put out any fire. Yeah. Freeze anything. And Chi Chi basically gets put on manual labor yeah. for the rest of um Well, because it's also the mountain yeah, is Yeah, because uh, the mountain is sexist. Yeah. <laughs> there it's literally a sexist mountain. It's a sexist mountain. That like will cause like a massive like winter storm if there's any female on it. Yep. Which happens because the Pilaf gang's there and Mai's there, which causes the mountain to cause the storm. <laughs> yep. And it, literally at one point Pilaf just kicks Mai off the mountain <laughs> yeah. to stop the storm. So that they can finally get the snow. And as he's heading back, Mai comes back, starts the storm again. And Goku just ditches them there at that point. Yeah, he's just like, peace, I'm leaving. <laughs> but as Goku is like heading back with snow starting to like Yeah, melt. he takes like this giant snowball and it's just like yep. flying away. But it- Hey guys, I'm Bill, also known as the Barbecue Games on Instagram. And I'm Alex, his sister, who brings only chaos. And together we are the Gaming and Collecting Podcast, a mostly video game-centered podcast. But half the time, we just talk about anime. <laughs> and that collecting thing, well... That's mostly just a implication at best. So come along and enjoy us on this adventure as we discuss the games that shaped us. So, it's literally been three seconds since the last one we recorded, but how have you been? <laughs> I've been great. <coughs> Wonderful. Uh, um, so, we're, we're in the middle of like a mega recording session. that We're on number three now. Yeah. So, so not much has changed. We're also, once again, still drinking the remainders of our coffees. Yeah, I'm getting um, to the end. Yep, both of us are. You know, sippy sippy. And, you know, we didn't talk about yesterday how you made the greatest mistake of your life. I know. So, uh, yesterday, I told you the last one we went to our favorite place, Sip the Drip. Um... One of our favorite places, Sip the Drip, and uh, they usually, each week, they'll do, like, specials, um, and I was reading through one of the specials, and it was, like, pulled pork eggs Benedict, Benedict. and I was like, ooh, that sounds really good. Yeah, and I decided to try it, because I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Let's be experimental today. Yeah. Bill decided to try it, and I said, you know what, nah, I'm just gonna get an omelet, and God damn, it showed I up, and she, the look on her face was like, I've made oh, a horrible mistake. I wanted it so badly. <laughs> it was so good. Ugh, I was so jealous. I really wanted to have it. Yeah. And this morning, we also went out for breakfast. Yes, to we the went to the Vernon Diner. The Diner. The, the, the hell yeah, Diner. The hidden gem of this area. Oh my god. It's not even hidden. Well, everyone, everyone knows, everyone about, knows about, it. about it. It has a oh. sign on the highway. Yep, it's. So freaking good. The staff is always great. They have awesome desserts and mm. stuff, too. We did that the other day. Yeah. We went there for dinner, too, because we're those people who eat at the same place. Just different meals, though. Different meals. Um, and we got cake. Um, yeah. You got a cheesecake, right? It was like a... Chocolate. Chocolate cheesecake. And, and you then got this mouse thing. They do, like, this chocolate mousse cake, but they call it chocolate mouse cake, and they put, like, a little mouse on, on top, top of it. it. Um. I love that place though. Like yeah. the I we learned it like the other time we were there that like the owner is like a pa- like a professional pastry chef. Yeah. So he made all the stuff there is made there and it's mm. 
all so freaking good. I remember when she was like, I want you to come visit because it was, um, I want to go to the diner. Yeah, I was, I didn't mean it. I was joking, but someone took it too seriously. Me, me, me. Oh, shut it. I came for your birthday. I brought you a present. I know, and I really appreciate it. I'm going to bring him to work eventually. You didn't share what your present was? Yes, so Bill got me. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this. Um, so oh, Bill, right. so Bill got me this awesome One Piece Wii game that I can't wait to play. And then he got me two One Piece pop figures. He got me a Luffy and he got me a Robin, um, which I'm really surprised that he found because like I can never find them. Um, you can get them on Amazon, but everyone says that they're not real. So I'm like genuinely shocked you were able to find them. Um, but the greatest part was the card so i open the card and i'm like this looks really familiar so i go to my fridge and there it is the same card from yeah. last year he got me the same exact card so i put them both on the fridge yeah. so that he can know his shame every time he goes in the fridge for a beer shame shame well, to be fair the stores haven't really restocked on cards in a while yeah and it, it's getting it's been like Five years. It's getting hard to remember which ones I've got already. That's why you get a funny one. You gotta change it up. I change don't. Genre. Funny cards don't work for me. I've tried. Yeah, yeah. I love a funny card. Give me the funnies. <laughs> Give me the funnies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honk, honk. Don't pull my hair. Um, yeah, we did that though, and we adventured. Yeah. So Alex learned. Get the special. Get the special. Yep. Get the special when it's when you know it only comes around once. You should get the special one. But also, like, instead of um, instead of uh, English muffins, it had cornbread. And I was like, so yeah, eating it. So and I was good. like, oh, it, I made a mistake. There were so many things about that that, like, you didn't wouldn't think would go well together, but it, it was so good. Oh, I'm, I'm still jealous over it. But I did enjoy my breakfast this morning, and Bill enjoyed He got his breakfast burrito, and I got my omelet. Um... You know, it's funny. People always say pop figures are one of those things that's going to die off, but they just aren't dying off. No, yeah. People, I mean, they're just, like, so, like, small, cute, and easy. I mean, they're not as big as they used to be by any means, but oh, they're yeah. definitely still popular. Oh, yeah. People totally. are still buying them. Yep. Like that. Yep. It's kind of bad, though, that there's counterfeit ones out there now. No, yeah, there's a ton of counterfeits. But then again, there's counterfeit everything, though, oh, yeah. as it is. Yep. But, yeah, so... We're going to take a break from gaming this time around, because we've had a good amount of gaming, and we're continuing a series that we've started. Anime Swap. Anime Swap. And the whole, I guess we'll explain again, the whole idea of Anime Swap is we take two anime that are completely unrelated, no yep. relation whatsoever, just that we've, um, one, one that one person enjoys and one that the other enjoys. Yep. And we watch them. Yep. And then we compare notes. Yep. Essentially. So this time around, we decided we were going to do, I was going to do an arc of OG Dragon Ball. Yep. And she wanted to do the first five episodes of... Mob Psycho 100. Yes. Well, originally we wanted to do a different anime, but we decided that it wasn't going to work for this yeah. particular... Well, with just how we were formatting it, it just uh, it made more sense to do this than the other show. We'll get to that one at a later point, though. Yeah. It's pretty obvious what it is because Alex loves it, but we'll, yeah. we'll get to that in a <laughs> And it's not the one that we've already done, so well, whatever my second favorite is, you guys know. 
But anyways, so yeah, One Piece and... No. no. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. OG Dragon Ball no. and Mob Psycho 101. What? Yeah. 100. Whatever. <laughs> Close enough. Hunter x Hunter. <laughs> Tick you off. But anyways... <laughs> So, for the OG Dragon Ball, we'd actually decided to do the final arc of OG Dragon Ball, which is the Wedding Dress Saga. Yeah. And you know what? I love OG Dragon Ball just because it is so 80s. Oh, yeah. It's very, very 80s from so, the intro oh, yeah. to, like, the artwork, like, with that corny dragon drawing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even though it, it, it was technically released in America during, like, the mid-90s, yeah. it's very much an 80s show. Yes. Like, you can tell just by the music, the, the high synthesizers, the mm. super, like, grainy but charming, like, graphical style. Mm. Uh, you could also early Funimation voice work. Yes. Which is, uh, it, it's weird though, because it was originally dubbed, it was actually dubbed, I think, after they did Z. Oh, really? But, well, because they, they redubbed Z, like, twice, because the original, their original dub wasn't very good, so they yeah. redubbed it, and they've also redone it for Kai. But, um, they also then dubbed OG Dragon Ball, and we've watched it via the Blue Box uh, yep. DVD set. So, the Wedding Dress Saga is literally the final arc of OG Dragon Ball before it transitions into Z. Yep. And it's essentially one giant filler arc just to explain Goku and Chi-Chi's relationship. Yeah. Well, to explain like that they did get together and that they... Well, because they get together during the final uh, world tournament. Because um, she comes back to meet him and he doesn't know who she is. Yep. Thinks wedding was a food. Yep. Uh, they fight and then they just randomly decide, okay, we're getting married. Yep. So this takes place right after Goku defeats uh, Piccolo uh, Jr., later known just as Piccolo. Yep. And so the whole plot of the arc is essentially um, Goku and Chi-Chi are going back to the kingdom because, you know, it's been forgotten, but Chi-Chi's actually a princess, princess. of the Ox Kingdom. Ox King, yep. And so they're going to the wet, to the castle to plan the wedding, and Goku is being himself just eating way more food than necessary. Yep. And it's then revealed that uh, Chi-Chi's father, the Ox King, is going is giving her her mother's wedding dress. Yeah. Which is important to her because it's a family heirloom kind of thing. And yeah. her mother's passed away at this point. Yeah. So then, as they're getting ready for the wedding preparations, the castle burst into flames. Because ah! <laughs> originally it was on flames to begin with when they first encounter Chi-Chi and the Ox King, like, way back early in the story. Mm-hmm. But the fire was put out by Roshi with the Kameyame uh, way the yeah. first time it appeared. So the fires come back, but this time it's like three times worse. Yep. And Goku manages to get Chi-Chi out of the fire, but her dad, to save the wedding dress, <laughs> is stuck inside. So Goku initially tries to use the Kamehameha wave again yep. to uh, put out the fire, which appears to work, but then the fire comes back. Yep. So then they go on this quest, because the, the Kamehameha wave... Ugh, how are these? <laughs> yeah, that was a bad. Kamehameha wave. Kamehameha, whatever wave. The wave. Um, it just the fire gets worse. So <laughs> coming back, then they um they have to go on a quest to find the banjo fan, which was initially the banjo, the banjo fan or whatever. I like calling it banjo fan. So I've been attacked. So. Initially, they go on the quest to find the uh, the, the Banjo fan, which was actually what Goku was looking for the first time the castle was on fire, but they never could find it because Roshi lost it, apparently. Yep. So they go to the um, 
they go to the Kame house mm-hmm. and they run into the turtle and the yep. turtle goes through Roshi's porn collection yep. <laughs> to find the, this book on where the band oh, wait, show wait, came. Isn't it, do they, do they go there first or do they go to the... Oh, no, no, first they go to the yeah. fortune teller Baba. Yeah. Who, um, it's, um, they, they reveal, um, they find like an octagon shaped thing, which is going to be a recurring plot theme in this whole arc. Octagons, yep. Yeah. So they actually first go to this um, village. Was the village called Octagon? No, it wasn't. No, I think really? it was because the spring, the hot spring village. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go there first, and um, it's like a village in ha- inhabited by like the pig guys that are similar to U- Oolong. Yeah. And Goku actually. And they're all named after T's. Yeah. yeah, and and Goku initially thinks that Oolong is one of them, but no, his yeah. name's actually Jasmine. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all kind of like, so they essentially they send. Goku off on a wild goose chase because they want to get Chi Chi in the hot spring because yep. they're pigs. Yep. So as literally. Yeah. <laughs> so as Chi as Baba and Chi Chi are getting in the hot spring, uh, the pigs are all surrounding the thing trying to peep. Yep. Meanwhile, Goku is realizing it's a it's a they're on a fool's errand. Yeah. So they end up going back to. Um, he ends up doubling back and finding the hot spring like lake which is shaped like an octagon yeah. and he sees a thing at the bottom of the of the lake that's shaped <laughs> like the bancho fan yep so as he goes down the, while that's happening uh chi chi's beginning to get in the thing but the pigs collapse the changing area yep as expected yep and they causes a big chi chi to basically kick their asses yeah and then the hot spring all of a sudden drains because goku pulled out the plug at the yep. bottom because that was shaped like the bancho fan yep and then they see this like pillar that has an explanation of where to go next, which leads them to the Kame, Kame house, house to talk to a turtle who has a book from Roshi. Yep. Which leads them on another wild, wild goose chase, chase about these firebird feathers. Yep. And then they go for the firebird feathers, and we get we run into uh, the Pilaf gang. Yep. Because they're still around and they're still terrified of Goku. Yeah. And in the process, we discover there's the final fire... It was firebirds, right? Yeah, firebirds. The final firebird egg. And throughout the whole encounter, they end up uh, discovering that actually one firebird survived. And after they kick out the Pilaf gang, the the mother firebird hatches the final one. And it comes out. And then they find out that the feathers are actually a... uh, it was it was a it was a complete fool's errand. Yeah. Because <laughs> they couldn't actually gather the feathers. Yeah. But Chi-Chi, they would just like kind of disappear. As yep. They fell. But Chi Chi does get a piece of the the eggshell. Yeah. That will be important later. Woo. So then it's later revealed that uh, Roshi eventually goes back to the Kame house and finds out that um, he basically explains that entire book was a load of shit. <laughs> there was no... I just used to pick up woman. Right? Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> so then it eventually we get to. Uh, Goku and Chi Chi end up in this other village with this. Um, it, it's like another like woman that looks kind of like Baba. Yeah. And um, her name is Octagon. So Goku yeah. gets sent down. A- Wait, no, no, it's not actually Octagon. Oh no, it, it's Octopus or something. It's Octopus. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Goku gets sent on another fool's errand to this like winter mountain to get yep. this to get some snow that can like put out any fire. Yeah. Freeze anything. And Chi Chi basically gets put on manual labor. Yeah. For the rest of um, 
Well, because it's also the mountain Yeah, because the mountain is sexist. Yeah. (laughs) It's literally a sexist mountain. It's a sexist mountain. That, like, will cause, like, a massive, like, winter storm if there's any female on it. Yeah. Which happens because the Pilaf gang's there and Mai's there, which causes the mountain to cause the storm. (laughs) Yep. And it literally, at one point, Pilaf just kicks Mai off the mountain (laughs) to stop the storm so that they can finally get the snow. And as he's heading back, Mai comes back, starts the storm again. And Goku just ditches them there at that point. Yeah, he's just like, peace, I'm leaving. <laughs> but as Goku's, like, heading back, the snow is starting to, like, Yeah, melt. he takes, like, this giant snowball, and it's just, like, psh, 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 yep. psh, flying away. But in the process, as Chi-Chi's cleaning, she eventually gets tasked with uh, sweeping up the entire lawn. Yeah. Like, yard. And uh, the, she finds out that the dustpan that she has to, like... Because she gets attacked by a bee. Yeah. So she uses the dustpan to swat it away, which turns yeah. out the dustpan was the pancho fan, <laughs> which causes a massive, like, sw- windstorm. Yeah. So eventually, that that whole plot line kind of resolves. Yeah. And at that point, uh, they Goku and Chi-Chi well, head off. Wait, wait, wait. Before they leave, though. Well, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Oh, okay. They're about to head off, and they thank uh, Octopus, Octopus, whatever her name is, yeah. <laughs> uh, for helping them find the fan, because they obviously... The snow didn't work, but that doesn't matter. They yeah. found the fan. Yeah. Woo! But before they go, uh, the lady gives um, Chi-Chi some of the honey from her bees. Yeah. Because it'll be important later. Yeah. So then they get back. Oh, wait, but it's oct- octagon honeycomb-shaped yeah. bees. Yes. Because everything leads back to the octagon. Yes, because this is all one giant. This is a filler arc, by the way. but Yes. <laughs> it's a very fun filler arc. <laughs> so then we get back to the castle which the whole time the castle is burning we keep seeing that the ox kick is literally running <laughs> and the whole time i'm just like he should be dead by now he should be dead he which i responded which i always responded anime and i said no <laughs> <laughs> so then we get back to um there and they have the fan and they keep goku keeps like waving the fan <laughs> to the point where it keeps ri- Rating, it's just making but the it fire makes worse. the fire worse yeah because it's revealed He's that banning the flames at this point because it's actually revealed that the fire is actually coming from the uh the like the magical magic fire. furnace or whatever it's some yeah. furnace thing so once again they get sent off on a wild on another chase and you laugh because chi chi's pose was funny Yes, at one point, well, at one point, like, um, The fire doesn't stop. The fire doesn't stop, and she's, like, crying, and she just gets into the She squat. gets into the squatting pose that every Dragon Ball character does, but Alex's <laughs> mind mind is, like, the mind of a five-year-old sometimes. It just looked like she was, like, going... <laughs> Alex was claiming that she had to use the bathroom, <laughs> because Alex has the mind of a five-year-old sometimes. Yes, uh, technically, I'm six. So, I'm allowed to. Anyways. Whatever. Anyways. Uh, so, Gigi took his shit. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you? Gigi took his shit. And then they were like, all right, all right. Now that, now that that's done, you we were dying laughing for like 20 minutes when you said <laughs> it. Was so, well, you know what's funniest though? Was this the fact that you were like, no! No, no, no! I'm like, and I'm like it's a dramatic scene. <laughs> and you, you just shat all over it. Literally. <laughs> but anyways, moving on. So, then they have to go... Basically, the, the furnace is in, like, this kind of, like, it's an area that's between the the living world and the nether world before we actually, before Z revealed there's actually an actual area. Don't yeah. worry about that. This yeah, <laughs> Most yeah. of OG Dragon Ball gets forgotten anyways. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so they're going down this long winding path, which is the longest winding path Goku's ever seen yeah. at that point. At that point. <laughs> and um, 
the whole time they're like going through the path, they have all these obstacles to avoid. Yeah, she almost gets, all these weird fucking she, she almost gets in, impaled on spikes. Yep. Which is great. Yep. Um, and then they find out that everything they've seen on the path is actually an illusion. An illusion. So Goku literally launches through this like dragon thing and they end up getting to the, uh, the door. Yeah. Which leads to the furnace. Yep. And then they get to the furnace and they find out that the, um, because it's a, it's a, it's an area between the afterlife and like the real world. Yep. So the furnace is actually managed by Goku's grandfather, uh, Gohan. Gohan yep. Making his final appearance in the series. Oh. Um, because he's dead, but. Womp womp. Then we find out that the god that they were going to meet is actually a woman. Yep. And she's literally just like this giant like woman who's just eating noodles. Yes. Because the, the, the furnace is actually just a pot that's cooking it's noodles. It's a hot pot. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. And their whole begins the whole argument. Goku calls her old because he's stupid. Yeah. And starts a big fight. And then he reveals he has the Bancho fan. Yeah. Which then they finally decide, okay, there's probably a hole in the bottom of the furnace. So maybe if you had these, if you happen to have these two items to fix it, these you'd two be great. precarious items. She's like just casually like, oh yeah, you need this an eggshell from a firebird, and you need the this honeycomb shaped bee honey. And she, yes. she's like, hey, I have that. I just happen to have those. <laughs> it's like almost like, oh, this wasn't for nothing. Yes, but it was. But it was. So then Goku has to, like, they lift the furnace up long enough for Goku to blast the fire away with the Bancho fan temporarily to get to the bottom, yep. seal up the furnace, and then shoot back to yep. the top with his power pole. You know, another thing that gets forgotten yep. by Z. Womp womp. And then they get out, and the fire is thankfully put out. Goku sees his grandfather one last time before they head back, and then they save the day and get Woo! married. And the series literally ends with them getting married. Yeah. Before going, and you can continue the adventures in Dragon in Ball, Ball Z, Z. Where we completely write off everything. Yeah, where the plot completely changes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and it was it was a fun arc. It's completely yeah. filler. It's not in the manga at all, but... um. Yeah. I enjoyed it personally. I I enjoyed it too. I mean, I was goofing on it at times because there there's parts where like um, the voice actress for Chi Chi like she wouldn't even speak. She'd just go ah or ah. It was like, a very just make these weird sounds. It like, was a very young. Well, you know what? It was very young Cynthia Kranz at the time, and it, it's better than what she does now, where she, she she's just on bitch mode one hundred percent. Oh of the yeah, time. yeah. No, and I'm pretty certain that some of it was direction too. Or, like, maybe it was, like, translation error. It, so well, it was also than just like, very early anime dubbing. Yeah. You can, you can definitely see the age. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, just see, in listening to Cynthia Kranz and Sean Chamel, they sound significantly different. Oh, yeah. But, um, well, it was just funny, like, watching that. And the whole... It's a fun little story. Yeah. Um, it's definitely funny when you want, if you've never seen OG Dragon Ball before and you've only ever seen Z. Yep. Going back to OG Dragon Ball, how different the show is. Oh, yeah. Like, it is it is a straight-up comedy more than an action anime. Like, action really doesn't happen much. Yeah. In OG Dragon Ball, it's more about the story, which is one of the reasons why OG Dragon Ball is just better in a lot of ways than mm. Z. Z kind of gets, loses the plot as it goes yeah. on. Um, I enjoyed it though. It's it's fun going back to it. Um, it's great character development because it's mm. it's great. To, I hate what they did to Chi Chi from like Z onward. Mm. Yeah, like, they just made her such an unlikable well, character. Especially too, because like um, even from what I saw with just five episodes, like in Dragon Ball, like she's a fighter. She's like 
like has personality has personality traits like and isn't a bitch 24 7 yeah and it's also like frustrating too because i'm like um like she knew who she married well even that well, yeah but you also got to realize like, too z made goku three times stupider half the time oh yeah no that's also goku true. wasn't i mean he was dumb but he wasn't like that, that dumb. dumb yeah well because the whole joke is that like he like lost his memory because he like fell on his head when he yeah. landed. Well, he's an amazing fighter, but he's kind of stupid for everything else. Yeah. He was also raised, like, on a hill by himself for the most part. Yeah. Um, yeah, they kind of... Z changed the personalities a bit. I mean, well, also, Z, Z was supposed to be a Gohan show to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't it, happen. And then it became just more of Goku, and the story got very complicated with the Saiyans as it went on. Yeah. It just It's, it's weird looking back to how different the characters were oh, early yeah. on. And I can also understand what you mean by, like, when you were telling me that, like, Dragon Ball Super is kind of a mix of both the fighting Mm -hmm. and the classic, like, storyline and comedy of Dragon Ball. Um, I'd have to say, like, I enjoyed Dragon Ball, but I think I just, I like Dragon Ball Super better because I do like the action scenes as well. Yeah, well, it's a a more balanced anime. I will admit, we have to have you watch the uh, the Piccolo Jr. arc at some point because that is the best, arguably one of the best fights in the entire series. Oh, okay. But aside from that, um, I enjoyed OG Dragon Ball. I'd probably give it nowadays. I'd just, I think I gave it like an eight on uh, my anime list. Yeah. The series. I, One of these days you're gonna have to like sit back and actually watch OG yeah. Dragon Ball because it is. It's old. It's very dated, but it is worth a watch just to yeah. see like how different the series was then. I'll definitely give it a shot at some point. I think it's on Funimation, isn't it? I I think so. Um, Off the chair. I'd have to, though, my rating would have to be a 7. Um, it's not that I didn't like it. I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, there's just some things that, like, it's. I feel like it's harder when you go back to old ones. Because I was telling you how I, I rewatched that show, Fushiji Yuji, um, where the vo- there's the voice actor who's voiced by the voice actor who does Cosmo, and I can't unhear it every time he speaks. Um, yeah. And it just, like, not that it ruined the show for me, but, like, it, it did ruin a little bit of it, um, because there's some scenes where I'm just like, Cosmo, no! Or, like, Gordy, the janitor, no! Isn't he Timmy's dad, too? Yeah, and Timmy's dad, yeah. and, like, so many other characters that, like, I grew up with more. Um, but I also, like, I could definitely see, like, there were some bad voice acting in that one too yeah. like well at least in dragon really... ball all the voice actors are for the most part the same oh yeah yeah no no like, and it, it you do get an appreciation for how much better they've gotten over oh, the years oh yeah no most, and honestly like the voice acting here was not nearly as bad as some of it in fushiji yuji like well you gotta realize that was an old uh, that wasn't like funimation it was is there's a reason why funimation is one of like the best oh yeah dumping companies there is i don't even know who did fushiji i think it was yuji. media blasters oh okay yeah, they definitely, um, so no, I definitely appreciate it. I'll definitely, at one point, go back and watch it all. Um, it's just, I feel like it's something that I'll have to watch in pieces. Yeah, it's, I will admit, it is a very, it's a much slower anime yeah. than Dragon Ball Z, that's for sure. Yeah, I think I'll definitely have to go back and watch it in, like, pieces. It's um, fun to watch, though, because it's, it's, it's definitely a, there's more, there actually is a story. Oh, yeah. In Dragon Ball. No, yeah. As little of it as there is, there is actually a story. Yeah. And yeah, so I guess we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to move on to Alex's show next. So we'll see you all in a bit.
And we're back. And now I've done the talking. Now it's Alex's turn. He didn't even let me say it. We're back myself. <laughs> Don't bleach your fake crocodile tears. <laughs> well, I am hurt. Very, very hurt. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. We better. <laughs> anyways, so as Bill chose the last five episodes of Dragon Ball, I chose the first five episodes of Mob Psycho 100. Um, cause, I mean, Mob has like, it does have arcs, but I feel like they're much, like, kind of sh- shorter. Like, they're more like two episode little mini arc things. Um, more focused around certain characters. So, I chose the first five episodes, and it actually timed out to where it left off in an okay spot where you can pick it up eventually, but also, like, it didn't get. It wasn't like we stopped like halfway between a storyline or anything. Um, So the first episode starts out and it's basically, it starts out with the editors basically showing off, well in the anime they're showing off all the crazy stuff that they can do. um, Because it basically starts off with the main character, Mob, being super OP. Um, and well, I mean, it is by the same guys as One Punch Man. Yes, so, um, Mob Psycho was made by the, um, the same author, One, um, as One Punch Man. Um, so he kind of, these both, these stories are kind of centered around two main characters who are OP. Um, so as you start out, you have this scene where it's basically the editor showing off all of their awesome abilities, and then it kind of goes into the beginning of the story, which they first start the story off centered around the character Reagan. And Reagan is a self-proclaimed psychic, meaning he has no psychic powers, but... He's a con artist. He's a con artist, basically. Um, And so he starts off, he has these two clients, which Bill immediately commented on how a lot of the characters are really ugly. There are some Um, very unattractive characters in this show. Which is kind of like a joke of the show, like a lot of the characters are ugly. Um, or considered ugly, um, but there is some, like, characters, like, as we go on that are considered more pretty in Bill's eyes, um, but it starts out with these two characters, and one of them is, like, getting haunted by a ghost, um, and she totally believes in Reagan, totally is all for it, while her boyfriend is like, no, this guy's a total freaking fraud, like, there's no way in heck this guy's gonna get rid of any ghosts, so... It's basically, Reagan is going through his spiel, the boyfriend doesn't believe her, the girlfriend's like, let's give it a try, let's give it a try. So, they leave Reagan's office, and they're walking down the street, and she's like, alright, we're here. And Reagan points at a building, which is the complete wrong building. And he gets called out for it, and he's like, oh, sorry, 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 there's just massive pressure over there as well. This must be your building. (laughs) It is so. I love how every time it like explains what he's he's doing to it, it just completely like points out how much of a piece of shit, like how much fluff, how full of shit he is. Oh yes, yes, yes. Like so, his like Photoshop ability or some yeah. shit like that. I think the first one is like so they go in the building, um, and he has no abilities, so he's like just going around like, and he's pretending to be like. <gasps> There's some, I, I feel it. I feel a massive ghost presence in here. Blah, 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 blah. It's like blah. those ghost hunting shows. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's happening. And he goes in. And then um, as it's happening, a ghost actually does reveal itself. Um, 
And he's like, oh shit, there's actually a ghost here, dang it. So the first thing Reagan does is he takes table salt and like smashes it into the ghost. And the ghost is like, Aah! And then like, wait, this doesn't actually do anything. And he's like, that did nothing. Because like, I guess it, if you're going to use salt, it needs to be like holy salt or something. Um, not just table salt from the grocery store. Yeah. So the ghost is at this point getting pissed. And also, the ghost is really funny, too, because uh, the ghost is the ghost of a guy who got so scared by a cockroach, he jumped into the ceiling and killed himself. <laughs> Pleasant. Yeah. So that's the ghost. Is. So the ghost is pissed. He's haunting the girl. And eventually, Reagan is like, uh-oh, like my salt's not working. I need to call Mob, which Mob is the main character who actually does have psychic powers. And Mob is this middle school student. He's a second-year middle school student that is working for Reagan. Yes. <laughs> so Mob comes into the comes to the building, and he's just like, Hi, Reagan. Like, what did you want? <laughs> basically. And he basically gets rid of the ghost and exercises the ghost and, like, with just a smack of his hand. Yes. Um... But he's completely oblivious to the fact that Reagan's piece like full of shit. Yeah. So one thing about Mob is that he blocks off all of his emotions. Um, because of his psychic powers, he blocks off all of his emotions. So sometimes that also kind of makes him easily manipulated. Um, and he's not very skeptical of Reagan. But he does, um, I think one thing he said too was that um, he was like, this wasn't even that hard. And um, Reagan was like, well, when you're this strong as me, sometimes you can't even get the little guys without destroying the whole, um, like, block of buildings. So he's just constantly conning um, Mob. So after that, they, um, the ghost is exercising, they head back to Reagan's office where they um, sit down and (laughs) he gets paid. Which he literally gets paid 300 yen, which is like... I think less than $3 in the United States. Yeah. So, he's ripping Mob off, too. Um, and after that, Mob heads home. You kind of see... You kind of talked about more of Mob's life. Um, and he is at school. Um, got and a then mom and dad. He's got a mom and dad, which Bill thought were siblings. And I was like, no. They look similar. They, yeah, but everyone freaking does. <laughs> Almost everyone has, like, the same, like, eyes and stuff. So... That happens, and then after that, um, there's another job where Reagan was called to do, um, and it's at this abandoned tunnel where, I guess, people are dying and disappearing. Um, So he brings Mob, and as soon as they go in, Mob is like, oh, wow, I can definitely feel it. Oh, no, we're getting surrounded. And he basically, they get surrounded by this ghost of a biker gang. Um, (laughs) Which, as you'll learn, all the ghosts are pretty goof, are pretty goofy. Um, at least in the beginning, they're pretty goofy. Um, so mom, so Reagan's just like, basically, he's like sweating and he's like shitting his pants. Like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. Well, I like how he runs off and then runs into the leader. Yeah, so he's running away, sweating, and then he runs smack dab into the leader of the ghost biker game. Does his salt shit again? And does the salt thing again? And as Bill was pointing out. The show will go, and now Reagan will use his special move, table salt smash. <laughs> like it's just like, and then it completely shits on him. Yeah. Um. So Mob, in the meantime, is taking care of all the other ghosts. Ghosts, and then he meets up with Reagan, and he's like, 
He was like, you didn't do anything, did you? And he was like, well, I was taking care of this guy, but now I'm going to leave him to you so you can grow stronger or something. So, and then Mob goes and takes out the, the big bad that's been terrorizing the biker gang, and they, they does it, like, effortlessly. Yeah, he does it, like, immediately. It was, like, this big monster of, like, almost all the junk that had built up in that tunnel. Um, and he takes him out, and at that point... And it's also... Mob is very nice, and he finds an old picture of the biker gang and gives it to the... What the is left? Ghost. The leader ghost, um, who was, like, partially exercised to, like, this little loop little ghosty blob and then they're all able to like pass on after that um and that's kind of how episode one ends um so as episode two goes into um it starts out with this club at um mob school which is called the tele tele the telepathy, telepathy club. Tele- the Pelothy club. I can't say it anyways, but it's telepathy like tele- club. Telepathy club. And basically, they're not actually a telepathy club. No, it's, it's just more a bunch of kids just, fucking off in a it, room. Yeah, it's a bunch of kids just hanging out in the room. And the scene opens up with um, the, the fifth member of the club going, I can't do this anymore. This sucks. And he quits. And immediately after he quits the club, the vice president of the student council comes slams open the door and says by tomorrow this club is now canceled and a new club will be residing in this yeah, room unless you can find a fifth member unless you can find a fifth member so so it starts out with them they're like start freaking out but then they're like okay we just need to find a fifth member so the vice president gives them like till the end of friday which i believe was like two days they said so they basically had two days to find another member so the next day it starts out with them basically walking down the hallway like asking people and all these people are like mm, that's weird or mm, i'm in a club but it's a lot of them calling them weird and as they go on they're starting to get more and more distressed to the point like where they're like freaking out and their the faces are already goofy as enough as it is yeah and they just become more and more deranged looking yep they get more and more deranged so eventually they asked everyone they can, and then they all start getting really depressed because they're like, everyone thinks we're weird. <laughs> like, so, but eventually, one of them, a light bulb blinks off, and they remember Mob, because Mob is part of the Going Home Club, where he just goes home to his job. Um, so they're like, this boy has no friends, no standards, and <laughs> no activities. He's perfect for us. So the main leader of the club is... um this girl and she's um basically just like join our club please join our club she's very expressive yes and then mom's just like no i have a job sorry you'll have to talk to my boss so eventually she ends up talking to reagan on the phone and reagan's just like no 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 you can't join because in the back of reagan's mind is like shit my business my business it's nothing without mom (laughs) so he's basically like trying to convince mom not to do that yeah so, Mob ends up not staying for the club and tells them he'll think about it and goes to work for Reagan that day. Um, and the job for Reagan, um, well, and then when he sits down with Reagan, he ends up talking to him. He's like, you know, I kind of feel like I'm missing out on some things and maybe I should join a club. And Reagan's like, no, 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 you don't need to join a club. You don't need to join. So, eventually, after that, they end up going out for the job. 
and their job is um, at a high school where they were hired by these high school girls. Oh yeah, they they dress up as uh, <laughs> as female high school students, and Reagan has still has hairy legs, and he gets immediately caught. Yeah. The gate, but then they like, oh, get away from that freak little girl. Yeah. <laughs> Old Marvin, and he's like, shit. Well, the funniest part too was like, Mom is just like, oh okay, they know we're guys, and he's so happy that they're getting like. Like, he thinks he's also not being let in. Yeah, so he doesn't but have But then to the cop it. just bends down, and he's like, don't worry, sweetie, you're fine. And he's Get like, away from this creep. <laughs> he was like, depression. So eventually, Mob is walking through the school, uh, dressed up as a girl, and he heads to the rooftop to meet the clients. Um, but when he gets there, there's three girls who are just a bunch of bullies, and they start bullying him, and he almost cries. Um, and then they find out the actual girls are on the... On the roof. Roof. So he meets up with the girls, and they look at him, and they're questioning, like, is this guy for real or not? Like, I don't think he's going to be saving us anytime soon. So that's happening. So eventually they go, and they walk through the building, and Mob's trying to kind of find the spiritual energy. So as they're going through, he's actually kind of following it, um, and eventually they're cornering it into the gym, um, into like a gym yeah. where the girls' basketball team is playing. Because it's a pervy ghost. Yeah, because the ghost is a perv. Because um, one of the things they said was like he was mo- the ghost was like moving like bras and underwear in like the log changing rooms because he was a creep. Um, oh yeah, he was also like the sniffing ghost. So I think he was uh yep you know sniff sniff um, uh, gross. Anyways, um, so as they go in, like, the girls also are like, I don't know if this kid's for real or not. But then as soon as, like, he starts being like, it's here, they go into the gym. Yeah, the second he sees the basketball stop, he just reveals it. Yeah, he just reveals the ghost, and then he ends up fighting, exercising the ghost. Um, But as the ghost is getting exercised, it goes, you're like me. You're nerdy and a loser like me who has no ambitions or anything. Mom's just sitting there and he's already taken this abuse from the girls before. Um, And (laughs) so on and so on. He's just getting more and more depressed. Um, But eventually the ghost disappears and he's still pretty depressed about it. But the girls do thank him and he feels a little better after that. But because of that, the gears are starting to turn into his head and he's like, hmm, maybe, like, I gotta figure out what to do to, like, change my better myself um and actually have goals in my life so he's thinking about joining the club um and then as that is happening um the next day he ends up going it's the friday where the club where the telepathy club um, is going to get replaced by is going to get replaced by i don't want to say it by another club uh, (laughs) by another club so as they go mob had just stopped by and was just about to talk to them as the door slams open and it is the vice president of the club of the uh, student council in the new club, which is the The Body Body Improvement Club. It's a bunch of beefcake like uh, middle schoolers middle schoolers <laughs> they all are super they all look beefy. like freaking adults yeah they all look like adults and stuff and once again these are middle schoolers so they're all so they're coming in to take take the room but the presence of the telepathy club is like no no we have a number member we have a number member please sign this please sign this and he's like Hmm, really? So he turns to mom and is like, are you really sure you want to be spending your time wasting with these idiots, eating 
snacks and playing, playing video, video games. games. And he basically starts lecturing Mom. And the gears are turning in Mom's head. Because um, he's secretly in love with the only attractive female in the entire world. Yes, whose name is like Fuboshi. It's um, the obvious one-sided love interest. Yeah, so he's in love with this girl. And it starts to click in his brain that like, it kind of plays back to him showing her psychic powers to her. And she's as, like, kind of, it's implied that she's kind of a shallow girl who was very, that was cool for five minutes, I'm into something else now. Yeah, and he realizes that girls don't care about that, they care about beefcakes. <laughs> so, rather than, so, Mob then goes, alright, I will join your club, and turns away from the telepathy <laughs> club to the body improvement the club. club and goes, Thank you for having me, Body Improvement Club. Yeah, and then they just all collapse into the floor in shock. Yep. But the best part is then you find out that the Body Improvement Club is a bunch of really nice guys. Oh, yeah. Like, they seem intimidating, but they're honestly the nicest characters in the whole To the point where they let, they, they let the freaking guys stay in their club room because they only wanted yeah. it to, for storage. So that's what happens in the next episode. So the next episode is uh, Mob is training with the um, Body Improvement Club with the goal of... Um, getting closer to his beloved uh, Subomi, that's her name. Um, it's just funny this sh- how like every character in the every like female in the series so far looks like a fucking monster, and then oh, yeah. this one girl is just like normal. Well, it's funny because it, even like the anime showcases it even more because at one point when I think uh, Subomi was first revealed, they had a bunch of other girls walking around. Yeah, and they, they were just they were vegetables. vegetables. <laughs> and then as they turned the corner, you could see their face, and Bill was like, yeah, they were not attractive at all. Yep. So, then this episode starts out with Mob joining the Body Improvement Club, and as they're running, he passes out because Mob has no physical abilities, but he wants to train to, like, get stronger and improve himself. Well, his whole reasoning is because he wants, it's for a girl. (laughs) Yeah, he's doing it for Subomi. So, um, so he ends up fainting as he's running, and he ends up, um... The guys all come to him immediately and carry him back because the Body Improvement Club is a bunch of sweethearts and they're the best boys of the show. So they bring him back, but the Telepathy Club is in the room because they're borrowed. They're basically sitting there because they don't have a club room. And the Body Improvement Club is basically using the club for storage, yes. and that's about it. Um, so he just lets them chill. So he just lets them chill. Um, so that's happening and the girl's like well what are you doing like you're being dumb blah 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 like this isn't gonna get you anywhere you should have joined our club and mom's like a little disheartened and he's like all right so as he's going down he ends up walking home and he runs into this lady who's wearing like a creepy ass smile mask. mask yeah it's like this smile and she's like oh do you have family problems and he's like no my family is great oh, are you bullied in school? He's like, no, I'm doing great in school. I have good grades and average grades. I can't complain. And she's listing all these things because she's in a cult. And she's trying to lure him. And eventually she's like, oh, I know. It's your love life. And Bob's like, how did you know? (laughs) And immediately falls for it. And then she's like, oh, you should come with me to this meeting where you'll, I can help you with your love life. And he's like, Oh, I don't know. And he's like, it will help you get the girl. And he's like, I'm in. Yeah. And immediately falls immediately for it. Immediately changed his mind. So as they go, um, as he's brought to this um, 
cult meeting, he's brought up on stage with uh, two other people. One guy is a hobo, and one is girl is actually in his class, um, and she's like a reporter. And she actually uh, went herself to write a story on um, on the cult it's, itself. So she's there for research. Um, and the cult leader um, is you, basically... The cult leader is possessed by um, an evil spirit. Um, but basically... Dimples. Dimples. And he actually... His whole goal is that he wants to be a god. Um, he wants to be a god. So he started this cult. But rather than using violent ways, he just makes everyone laugh and is happy with air quotations. So he just makes everyone laugh and he, they're all able, they all follow um, his orders. So as and he manipulates them by putting this mask on them and then brainwashes them all the masks on their head. Yeah, and it's also to keep the cult. So he ends up doing it to the hobo first. The hobo is all ha 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 ha, and then he does it to the girl, high school girl in mob's class, and she also become starts laughing with the cult. And then he does it to mob, and nothing happens. Nothing happens because mob doesn't mob locks away his emotions. Um, so as this is happening. Um, the one thing about the show is that you'll constantly see this percentage, and it says percentage to mobs explosion, um, and it'll be like twenty percent, twenty five percent, thirty percent, thirty blah blah blah, and it kind of keeps listing this out. So the cult leader Dimple is uh, getting pissed because mob is not like mob has no emotion, so it's not working on mob, and he's getting angry. So. Uh, he first starts tries to make him laugh by putting him through a do not laugh test, and the only reason Mob did it was because he really likes milk. Yeah. So he just wanted to and drink then proceeds the milk. to get spit in the face multiple times. Yes, because all the people try to make him laugh, and then they just look at Mob after their attempt, and they laughed immediately. And Dimple's like, "Shit, making them laugh all the time made them laugh at everything." Damn it. Then he cheats and does something to Mob's milk. Yeah, he like does something to Mob and Mob is not expecting it. And then that's when Mob realizes, "Oh, you um you have special powers like me." So as they're going on, they're kind of bantering back and forth, and then Dimple proceeds to kind of start putting Mob down, um which is making his percentage meter go higher and higher and higher. So eventually, it gets to the point where um Mob basically called him out on having like powers um psychic powers um and then eventually figured out like he's an evil spirit um and like a fight is about to happen and dimple ends up leaving his body leaving the possessed person's body he's this like big buff green guy (laughs) big buff green guy um and then they end up fighting but mob's percentage hits 100 and when it hits 100 that means mob lets out his emotion and at this point, his emotion was anger. So he's letting out all his anger at 100%, mm. which makes him super freaking strong. So he ends up defeating Dimple, and Dimple's like, you can't defeat me, and then gets defeated very yeah, easily because Mob quick. is OP. Um, so after that, um, all the people in the cult are back to normal, and Mob pieces out because <laughs> he's over it. Um, and he walks back, and he's basically like, oh, whatever. So he goes home, and then the next morning he wakes up, and Dimple is there. <laughs> and that's basically where that episode ends. Yeah. Um, but Dimple is now there as a little puff of cloud. This little tiny ghost buddy who can see through every... He completely sees through everyone's bullshit, too. Oh, yeah. And, um, but, but Mob is too <laughs> oblivious to notice. Yeah. 
So, um, next episode starts out with Mob is like, um, Mob is like, first he checks to see if Dimple, if he's dreaming, and rather than pinching himself, he just slams Dimple against the ground a whole bunch of times. Um, and then, um, eventually he also figures out that now, um, the girl, the girl from the newspaper club, who was at the cult meeting, starts following Mob around. Because they all Um, worship Mob now. Yeah, because now the cult worships Mob as the, um, I think it's like the bull cut, um, psycho bull cut, like, (laughs) cult or something. Um, but Dimple's following him around and is basically like, oh, you should use your psychic powers. And Mob's like, no, no, I don't use my psychic powers for anything besides, like, exercising spirits he's like he's a good boy and reagan always told him that he should only use this he should never use his psychic powers against people yeah so this is going on and then like a kind of side story is happening where these uh delinquents from mob school are fighting these um delinquents from black vinegar middle school <laughs> and um the leader of the delinquents from their school is a jojo's reference um, he's making fun of Josuke from, uh, One Punch, uh, no, from Jojo's Bizarre yeah. Adventure, not One Punch Man. Uh, and there's a lot of parody elements with, um, um, a lot of One's works. Um, uh, and... Also the fact that One Punch Man appears, like, multiple times throughout the anime. Oh, yeah. As, yeah. like, a manga. There's a little, like, um, little peeps and boops and bops. So, at one point, there is a, um... The leader of the gang is trying to get the Body Improvement Club to fight his battle for them, because uh, he can't win. And the Body Improvement Club is super buff, so <laughs> they would obviously win. So, uh, Mob is, uh, so the leader decides, so the Body Improvement Club is just like, no, we're not going to do that. We're just, we just want to improve our fitness and be healthy, yeah. because they're good boys. So the leader of the gang was like, alright, we're going to use Mob as bait. So basically, he puts a love note. <laughs> he writes a love note and signs it with, I'm a girl. Yeah, that's so heart. obviously not that's written by a girl. Very obvious, not written by a girl. And even Dimple's like, you're being tricked. That's not by a girl. But Mob, is being Mob. the sweet boy that he is and not oblivious. knowing, oblivious to everything, falls for also it. Also desperate for love. And desperate for love. is like, well, if they are a girl, I don't want to not show up. So he ends up showing up at the spot where the rival gang from the uh, Vinegar Middle School is waiting for him. Well, not waiting for him, they show up at the same time. And they basically kidnap him um, and bring him back. Um, But a note was also given to the Body Improvement Club that said, Oh, we took took your friend Mob um, and you gotta come get him back from here. So they end up going back and going to go save Mob. and as, uh, eventually the Mob is tied up to a chair and they're all just like, me, 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 like, you're gonna fight us. And then someone comes in and goes, oh my god, these really tough kids from Mob's middle school came. And, like, we can't beat them, we need help. So the rest of their gang comes out and it's, of course, the Body Improvement Club <laughs> is here to save Mob. And then Mob gets out of his chair bindings pretty easily. <laughs> and he's able to, he just walks up to him and is like, hey guys. I missed you. Thanks for coming to get me. Because <laughs> he's so wholesome. Um, but then as the episode ends with um, Bonnie and Kuhn and Cub beating the crap out of everyone else, the 
truly the shadow leader of the gang, um, Taruki appears, who is also a psychic. Psychic. So the next episode. Cactus head. Yes, cactus head. Uh, By so the intro. So the next episode starts out with mob like Taruki ends up like beating the body improvement club because he has psychic powers, which makes him really strong too. And Bob's like, you can't use them on people. Yeah, and Mom's like, you're not supposed to do that. And the guy's like, what? Use your psychic power. And he's like, what? And then Mob, of course, undies himself very easily. And he's like, you're not supposed to do that. We're only supposed to use our powers to exercise ghosts. Blah, blah, blah. Never use it on humans. But Taruki is now, like, he's never seen another psychic user. So he's kind of been, like, on this pedestal and thinks he's kind of better than everyone. But he quickly will learn he ain't better than Mob. So he's basically trying to make Mob fight him. Um, and as you'll see throughout the episode, Mob's um, percentage, percentage is going up and up and up. Um, but they're fighting, they're fighting, and at one point um, he has Mob cornered into a room. So my Mob does and throws knives at him. So Mob does throw the knife. So Mob does well, after deflect he, the knives. After he like throws the knives at Mob. Yeah, Mob deflects the knives. And accidentally... Cuts his hair off the top of his head. <laughs> shaves the head off the cuff of his head with a knife. So now that Taruki is basically bald on the top of his head. So it makes Taruki even more angry um, and threatened by Mob. So he ends up actually like choking Mob. Um, and at this point, his percentage meter is like almost at 100. But before it actually gets to 100, Mob passes out. And when Mob passes out... It becomes this, he, his powers awaken at this unknown percentage. So he didn't actually hit 100 at this point. It's like, it will actually show in the show, question mark, question mark, question mark. And then Truki proceeds to realize that he is way out of his league. And he's fucked. It has, and he's fucked in one punch from Mob, and it strips him butt naked. And sends him shooting through the sky with all the rubber. And there's always a conveniently placed rock, too. Yes. Except for the end where it's just Mob obliterated it away, <laughs> as Bill concluded. So, Taruki's up in the sky, and he's finally realizing, he's like, shit, I am not the strongest guy in the world anymore. So, after that happens, um, after Mob calms down... Well, and- then it's like implied that his sadness, like, fixes everything. Yeah, so after that, after Mob calms down, he leaves percentage, percentage, percentage mode... But he actually is now crying because he doesn't like using that power because he's used it in the past um, around his brother um, from childhood. And I kind of forgot to mention it, but in at this point we kind of know he has a brother and his brother is also kind of afraid of Mob because of the incident that happened to him like a couple years ago uh, when they were kids. So Mob is now upset and now his percentage raises to 100 um, and through Mob, rather than being angry this time, Mob is sad. And it proceeds to repair the building back to normal like nothing ever happened. So after that, like, um, Taro and him talk. And Taro, like, apologizes and is decides to change his ways a the little bit. The best is, though, when his gang shows up and they're like, Oh, my, <laughs> my God. God. He, he, he defeated him, stripped him, him and shamed him. him. Get out of here. here. And they all run and abandon him. Um, 
which is pretty funny. But Tarugi ends up deciding that all right, I need to I need to change my ways. Um, and uh, Mob ends up just going home. Well, Mob and the Body Improvement Club just end up going home go and home. finishing their club activities. Um, but as Mob goes home, he ends up like his brother ends up chatting with him and is like, "Is everything okay today?" Um, and he explains the whole like how he's like you know, he implies like the whole like are, are you okay like I'm sorry yeah he ends up um, well at first he's like um, mob says I'm like I'm sorry for what happened a couple years ago and then um, his brother is like oh you mean like when you threw up on me and he's like well I'm when sorry you threw about up on my that hood too. on the car yeah he's like I'm sorry about that too but I meant the incident with those bullies from years ago and his brother kind of just brushes it off. But then as his brother goes into his room, he, um, it's kind of implied, he, like, looks back at the footage from what happened where all the rubble was in the sky and the reports, and he knows it was his brother. And it kind of shows that, like, he, there's, like, this, not tension, but, like, he has a jealousy but fear of his brother where he wishes he had these psychic powers. Basically, he's got a brother complex. Yeah, he has a brother complex. He's afraid of his brother, but he also kind of envies his brother. But Mob, at the same time, envies him um, for kind of, like, being able to express his emotions and yeah. kind of live a normal life. So, and that's kind of where it end, mm. ended with episode five. Um, so, I guess, what did you think? It was interesting. I like the art style, like, aside from how fuck about humans look. But that's what's funny about it, you know? Yeah, it was just funny how, like, only the main characters seem to, like, look normal. Well, some of them, anyways. Yeah, some of them. (laughs) Um, I like the art style. I like how it looked like a watercolor painting most of it. Yeah, that's what, I like that about it. I love the no-nonsense plot, like, how, like, there's no, like, it's just so fucking random. Yeah. At times. It's like One Punch Man, but, like, a little bit, but there's a bit more of a story, I guess you could say. Yeah. At least early on. Yeah, One Punch Man gets more of a story, but continue, continue. Well, I like that. The it, it was cool comparing like the the, the Funimation in different eras because like Funimation oh, from Dragon yeah. Ball compared to Funimation now, like completely different VAs. Oh like, yeah. Completely different like um, overall like style of like how they dub now. Very. You can tell modern dubbing has improved significantly over the years. Oh yeah. Oh, it was definitely interesting. I'll probably pick it up again yeah i have a lot of other things to get oh through yeah first, yeah but yeah there is a season three they announced though so that's good that's a reason to watch it so you can watch season three yeah i mean it was pretty cool i mean i love the whole like picking two animes that don't go together at all no yeah um we're definitely going to do something next i'm thinking we're going to mix action with slice of life next time yeah so jojo's with something i'm not sure yet we'll figure yep. it out yeah. But yeah, that was interesting. Definitely, yeah. so, this is a cool concept. Better than just rambling on about anime. Yeah. Like <laughs> Rather minutes. than just rambling, actually, like kind of breaking a show down, talking about it. At least att- attempting to, anyways. <laughs> yeah. And branching out a little. Yeah. But anyways, guys, once again, uh, thanks for joining us on the Gaming and Collecting Podcast, even though we didn't talk about gaming that much this no, no, episode. No. Um, but anyways, well, there was a Game Boy in Mob Psycho 100. And a, oh yeah, that kid, the kid, that poor kid, because the other two, the other one had a PSP and the other one had a freaking DS. Yep, and he just had a Game, Game Boy. Boy Game Boy. Yeah, original. <laughs> Go for Game Boy. Yep, maybe he was a collector like you and was just enjoying it. <laughs> Retro gamer, right? You don't there. know. But um, 
Anyways, guys, thanks again for joining us on the Gaming Collecting Podcast. You can find the Gaming Collecting Podcast on all your major podcasting platforms, particularly Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're also made on Anchor Podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, along with Good Pods. And the episodes eventually come out on YouTube. There's no schedule for that. It's just whenever I get around to it. Yeah. So, anyways, guys, um, thanks again for joining us, and we will see you all next time. Woo! See you all later. See you later.